Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, February 4th, 2020. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. Yesterday, the state of Iowa kicked off the beginning of the Democratic primary process. For the next five months, Democrats will vote state by state to determine who will represent the Democratic Party in the general election next November against President Trump. And as America woke up this morning to hear who won the Iowa vote last night, interest or enthusiasm gave way to dread. The results are, quote, in dispute, say DNC officials who claim a coding error in the app that tallies the votes has corrupted the voting data. Posts on social media were trending, including, quote, the Iowa vote was a debacle, quote, the Democrats are at it again, and quote, Mayor Pete is a cheat, hashtag Mayor Cheat. The latter, Mayor Cheat hashtag, was due to establishment candidate Pete Buttigieg announcing an early victory with zero precincts reporting in. And according to indie outlet The Gray Zone, the voting app under suspicion is, quote, a dark money operation funded by anti-Sanders billionaires, and its top donor, Seth Klarman, is a Buttigieg supporter and proponent of Israeli apartheid in Palestine. According to his own internal data later released, Mayor Pete came in a distant second to candidate Bernie Sanders. And according to internal data from both the Sanders and Buttigieg campaigns, Senator Bernie Sanders was the clear winner in Iowa. Knowing this in advance, it's unclear why Mayor Pete claimed early victory. Thus the trending hashtag this morning, Mayor Cheat. Indeed, the internal data from those two campaigns matched the predictions by entrance polling that were released early on. By all accounts, the Bernie Sanders campaign had a convincing win, getting over 40% of the Iowa vote. Despite the Sanders campaign's impressive performance in Iowa, frustration among his supporters is at a fever pitch. Burners are furious about the DNC's widely recognized bias against Bernie and claim the delayed results in Iowa are tactical to distract from Bernie's convincing win and dampen campaign momentum. On social media, burners are lamenting having wasted the last four years trying to build a coalition within the corrupt DNC instead of building a third party as many prominent progressive voices had suggested after the 2016 primary. Some select comments include, quote, Jimmy Dore was right about forming a new party. Iowa is just the start, guys. The Democratic Party will not allow Bernie to win. After this Iowa caucus shit show, it's clear we need more leverage on the oligarchy. And from Indie Journal Lee Camp, quote, The DNC knew they needed to stop the caucuses from going for Bernie Sanders. With funding from Biden and Buttigieg's campaign, they created an app through a secret company literally called Shadow Inc. At worst, it was meant to rig the results. At best, it was meant to crash and delay them. Indie Journal Rania Kalik 
adds, quote, there is a conspiracy against Bernie Sanders. The establishment is very open about their intention to stop him. So you can't blame people for assuming Iowa was part of the plot. Speaking of, quote, the DNC plot against Bernie Sanders, as Rania calls it, she tweeted a seven-minute video yesterday listing out the obvious evidence that the DNC elites are trying to sabotage Bernie's campaign. The most consequential sabotage, Rania says, is their latest move to stack the DNC committees with, quote, a mix of neoliberal corporate hacks, pro-Israel lobbyists, and regime change stooges to obstruct Bernie's agenda. It's as if they're planning a preemptive coup, Rania says. The DNC committees determine policy positions that could technically prevent Bernie from winning the nomination, even if he wins the delegate race. Here's just a small sampling of who the DNC appointed to their committees, as reported by indie journal Kevin Gastala of Gray Zone News. Pro-apartheid Israel operatives like Bakari Sellers and Dan Shapiro. James Boland who's on the board of the CIA front group, National Endowment for Democracy. Michael Steed, whose investment firm has been charged for corruption in their management of pension fund businesses. Claire Lucas of USAID, which is a central arm of Washington's hybrid war on socialist states around the world. And John Podesta, of all people, who was exposed by WikiLeaks for helping Hillary Clinton rig the Democratic primary against Bernie in 2016. What's important about these DNC appointments is that they can heavily influence the Democratic National Convention in July, when the final Democratic nominee is officially ratified. If the leading nominee doesn't have enough votes to outright win the nomination, then superdelegates vote at the convention to determine the final nominee. In the Democratic Party, the superdelegates include about 750 elected officials, party elders, and activists who are appointed by the DNC leadership. So the superdelegates are heavily influenced by the appointees of the DNC committees mentioned above. And given the way the DNC leadership has stacked its committees, the Sanders team believes their only real chance in 2020 is to make sure he's the outright nominee among Democratic voters. That's not as easy as it might seem. It was the superdelegate system that pushed Barack Obama over Hillary Clinton in the 2008 primary. And in 2016, superdelegate votes are credited for influencing Hillary Clinton's win over Bernie Sanders in the 2016 primary. In her comments today after the Iowa vote, anti-establishment candidate Tulsi Gabbard said plainly, the DNC is rigging the primary process for billionaire candidates. She was referring, of course, to billionaire candidate Michael Bloomberg, who entered the primary late Bloomberg missed the deadline to qualify for Iowa yesterday and New Hampshire next week. It seems a huge disadvantage, but many believe that the savvy billionaire is playing the superdelegate system. He only needs to take enough delegates away from Sanders to force a superdelegate vote at the Democratic convention, which most experts, including Sanders' own aides, believe Bloomberg would win very easily. 
So have the corporate elites in the DNC rigged the 2020 primary again against Sanders? If so, will Sanders supporters begin renewed talk of an independent or third party run in the general election? That's what we'll be watching out for and reporting on here ongoing. And along the way, we'll discuss ways that we should all be working together now to ensure that whatever the outcome of the election, we'll have sufficient leverage against the corporatocracy to force real change. Indeed, as the corporate elites in the DNC have proven in Iowa, if there's going to be a real revolution, it'll require more than mere political leverage. All right, that'll do it for today, y'all. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to learn more about how all of us in the work for global justice can join together in strategic boycott and finally force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table to end all this injustice and corruption and to help save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. You can check out our about page and listen to our first podcast. And while you're there, you can sign up to get your daily wake-up call delivered right to your inbox each day. Just fill out the quick form at the top right of our homepage. And each morning by 4.20 a.m., we'll email you a link and quick description of the podcast for that day. And if you want more info on how you can get involved, you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time, y'all. So join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom. And just, and just, just. It's our love. It's our justice love. is waking, justice is rising. Justice is waking, justice is rising. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's my love.